0: warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers and Others. Yo, what's going on? I am Scooch Bronson. And I am S. Foster, and this is Viewers Anonymous. Man, how we feeling today?
1: Man, feeling good, feeling great, man. Back at work, you know what I'm saying? Back on the ground, back on the hustle, man. Um, I'm excited, man. I've been hearing some um, some reviews about the uh, Malcolm and Marie movie. I'm going to watch it tonight to see uh, it, wow. if those reviews stand up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I've been watching um, Shit's Creek. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But Nah, it's, you
0: you yeah, you brought that up last week.
1: Yeah, it's it's hilarious, man. Um, they they got me. Eugene Levy, I like Eugene Levy. He he's a funny dude, man. And uh, it's him and his son. They got a show, and it's it's pretty good, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, it's 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 good.
0: Dude, let me tell you. So I uh <laughs> I cannot stop talking about it. Do HBO Max, man. They need to give us. I know it, a man. Fucking. They I know didn't know give us some kind of damn deal or something, cuz man, listen, like I finished I finished the outsider um like Friday, right? Yeah and then uh, I started the flight attendant. Yo, okay. that shit, that shit is good, yo. It is really, really That's good. But, um... <coughs> Girl, I don't know, big big bang theory.
1: Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh what's Katie name something. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katie uh Dude. I'm not sure.
0: Like I'm, an Italian last name or something. Yeah,
1: I'm about to say Katie Kirk, not her. But I know who you're talking about though. Um Yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I seen the uh preview for that.
0: Dude, man, it's 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 really good, man. And like um like the only thing that sucks is for somebody to be that fine to be a train wreck. Mm-hmm. But she is a train wreck in this movie. Like, I mean, like, man,
1: she was she was a train wreck I mean, on uh, Big Bang Theory, man.
0: Oh uh, no, like you see this? Like it is, it is terrible, dude. It's terrible. Yeah. But like, it's wild, man. Like I remember seeing the previews for it, and like she just basically, you know, met this guy, and then like she wakes up and his throat slit. You know what I'm saying? And she don't remember nothing.
1: Oh, and shit. like,
0: so she just woke up in the bed with a dead man. You know what I'm saying? And so, the thing about it, there's, like, different storylines in between the storylines. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a lot of stuff going on. Dude, I finished that this weekend. (laughs) Like, I watched the whole thing this weekend. And (laughs) then, I I started Euphoria. Man, let me tell you. I thought she was a train wreck. But these 17-year-old kids, man, they, yo. I heard it's crazy, bro. Dude, it is it is super crazy, super yeah. crazy. I mean, it's I think it's one of those things where, especially if you got a daughter, it's like when I mean, she get like middle school age. Yeah. Now it's it's very now the thing is it's it's kind of hard to do it because of of the nudity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I say watch it. With with a teenage daughter is because, like, you see, like, some of the stuff that, like, girls are going through with,
1: like, yeah,
0: like, with you know, I'm saying with sexual situations when it comes to, you know, guys. You know, there was one guy who, you know, he would just keep telling this girl that he loved her and, like, he would treat her like shit, abuse her, He, he choked her in one scene, you know what I'm saying? And she still kept running back to him, you know what I'm saying? And it's like that dad, daughter, teacher moment of, like, yo. No man would ever do that to you if he love you. You
1: know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like there's a lot of like teaching tools that like goes along with it. But like, of course, you know Zendaya has her, you know, a drug addiction and alcoholism and all of that type stuff. So it's 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 a bunch of teacher moments, But like at the same time, it might be just a little bit too graphic. But the reason <laughs> I say the reason I say middle school age is because Zendaya was talking about her. She was because she met this this girl um, mm-hmm. that actually have a transgender on the show. Okay. And um, so she's talking to this girl and she asked her about her sexual experiences. And she basically told her, she was like, yeah, um, when I was, she's like, my first kiss was when I was in like seventh grade. And, and when I was in eighth grade, I jerked four guys off. And then when I was a freshman, I gave two guys head and then just like, well, I don't want to think about a daughter of mine doing some shit like that. You know yeah, what I'm, saying? I'm with you. I'm with you. Bro. That's that that's why I say middle school, but like <clears throat> it's so graphic, dude. You see a lot of dicks. Like <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah, out I'm just, Like <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot of them going around, yeah, man. It's it's so it's it's really weird, it's really weird, man. Cause cause I'm TV. Kidding, bro,
1: I've, I've been scarred from eyes, bro. I was like that, man. I'm like, yo, I'm cool, bro.
0: But I only say that because it's like that's the one thing that'll make you not want to show like a 13 or 14 year old, but then at yeah. the same time it's like there's so much stuff of like what you don't want your, I mean you don't want your son to fall in it either, but like yeah, like, <clears throat> you don't want your daughter to be in so many situations because like there are some scenes where it looks like the girl don't want to have sex, but she you know what I'm saying? She's uh-huh. kind of cold forced and kind of doing it. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like those teaching moments where you would be like, yo, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like one mm-hmm. of those type shit. And then also, I mean, you can not have your son to be like, yo, this is not how you treat a woman.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, I think is, that's the more important conversation to have, man. You know, um te- teaching your son how to not just respect women, but you know what I'm saying? control Control himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of situations out here where, you know, young men are putting themselves in situations that, you know, that's not necessary, you know, that that, that they really shouldn't even be nowhere near, you know what I'm saying, being in to begin with. And I, I think that's you know what I'm saying, like especially for me. You know what I mean? Like my thing is, you know, I tell my sons all the time, you know, keep your hands to yourself. You know, if you feel if you feel like a situation is too good to be true. You know what I'm saying? It nine times out of ten it is. You know, if if it's just you and somebody in there, you know, you, you get somebody else around or go somewhere where it's a bunch of people. You don't never wanna be, you know what I'm saying, in a one on one situation like that, especially when, you know, you in a compromising position like being at a party or something like that. Like I try to instill that in them early, you know, like you gotta I think I think it's it's more important for, for us to teach our young our young boys the you know, not necessarily be so aggressive and, you know, pushing up on young girls and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong, like, especially in high school, that's when, you know what I'm saying, your hormones is raging because you're around mm-hmm. them all day. You know, you're starting to see girls blossom into women and, you know what I'm saying, you're starting to, they're starting to grow into men. So, you know what I'm saying, I think it's more more so important than, you know what I'm saying, to tell our young boys, like, we, we got to, you know what I'm saying, do better on that part as far as, because I think that, With with most of it is is you know what I'm saying, the situation can go both ways. It's a 50-50 situation. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying, like my thing is I always want to instill on my sons, like you don't want to be in a compromising situation to where anybody could say that you did something, even if you didn't do it. Some the fact that somebody says or says that you did something can even be, you know what I'm saying, as detrimental as you actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? That could be just as bad. So, yeah, I I know exactly what you mean on that, man. That's I don't know. That's that's one I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to ponder on before I watch it. I want to make sure I got some (laughs) I got some (laughs) time and some and some space to be able to you know take breaks in between because I don't know, man. That's a that's a deep one. But um, oh yeah, it's
0: it's a it's a deep show, man. It's a deep show. But HBO Max, man, they're killing it out here. But yeah, I'm. I'm,
1: I, I'm about to catch a Netflix and enjoy HBO Max, so I I heard I heard I hear everything you're saying, bro. I, all I'm hearing is good things about HBO Max. So we about to see. I'm about to be right on the train with you. Oh yeah, man, it, it, <clears> it's <throat>
0: definitely worth it, man. And uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna jump on Malcolm and um, Marie myself, man. Um, yeah, I've been I've been looking forward to watching it. I, I like we look. We talked about it before. Like, dude, it's it, it's two people. Like they they gotta kill it. And from what I'm seeing from Zendaya and um, yeah. Euphoria, and what yeah. I seen from John David Washington, like yo.
1: Well, I, I, so I apparently, do apparently the the person that's directing, Malcolm, or the person that directed Malcolm and Reed is the same person that's affiliated with Euphoria too. So, oh okay, yeah. So I don't I don't know what the I don't know what to think of it. I've, I've heard some reviews. Um, I've heard some reviews this week that have been quite surprising. So I'ma I'm gonna I'm take a look at it myself and um you know what I'm saying maybe we can uh <clears throat> fit that into the schedule, you know what I'm saying and do a pod on that soon. But um I ain't gonna lie man uh, I I gotta get my stars back so I can catch up, man. Um uh, American God season three just came out. And um okay. yeah I think I said something about it before but I'm excited about it, man. Wale is, uh, I think Wale is in this season. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. so okay, I'm I'm gonna be looking forward to this one. Um, the last two seasons were, were dope. Um, I know they had an issue with um, Orlando Brown. I mean, not Orlando Brown, Orlando Jones. Um, mm-hmm. he was one of the he was one of the African guys in the in the show, and I think they had an issue uh, with him and. He was going back and forth with some people, and they kind of did him dirty. So, I was kind of contemplating on whether or not to watch it. And then I seen they added my guy while there, and I was like, man, I, I got to do some support, man. I got to show some love. So, I think I'm going to go ahead and watch it and, and get in, man. Okay. Ain't nothing
0: wrong with that. Like, he, he's a dude, man. He, uh, he was on Tyler Quality. He was on The People's Party. That's okay. what I, uh, He did an interview with him a couple months back, and you know he talked about uh, a lot of situations that you know he went in and talked contract wise, and he he'll 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 jump out of something quick.
1: Oh he yeah, like, he um he got up he got up under that rock nation deal.
0: Oh yeah, like if he okay. if he if he feel if he feels he's not getting his fair share, like yeah. he he will he will dip yeah. on you real quick. Real he's quick,
1: a, man. He's a super intelligent dude, man. I think, um, I think that's one of the reasons that his music don't go over so well with a lot of people. I think he's, um, he's one of those super artsy people. And then on top oh. of that, he's super. Well, I'm intelligent. talking
0: about, I'm talking about Orlando, Orlando Jones. He was on the show. Oh, Orlando Jones.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that's. Um, I thought you were talking about Wale. My fault. But yeah, Orlando Jones. Man, um, that situation that he had with the. Uh, with uh the people at American Gods, man, it was it was crazy. Like he did a um, I I seen the interview that he did. I forgot what the podcast was, but he was just talking about it, and he was just saying like, you know, the respect factor was was getting so low, and they was basically, you know, treating him like he was, you know, damn near an extra, and he was really the, he was really like the damn near the star of the show. You know what I'm saying? Like his he had clips going around for uh, uh, on YouTube and Facebook, um, on a couple of the scenes that he had. I mean, like when he when he had his time on screen, it was it was captivating. And I mean it's like it, he was one of the reasons I fell in love with the show. So, you know, to see him not, you know what I'm saying, going into season three, that's that was like I said, I, I contemplated whether or not to watch it until I seen my guy Wale pop up, and I was like, you know what I'm saying? At least they brought somebody else in that I can relate to. But it, had it not been for Wale, I, I don't think I would have uh, start watching season three.
0: I, I feel you. i seen season one and, like, half of season two. But, yeah. um, I mean, that's it's, it's a pretty good show, though. It's a pretty good show. Yeah, it's, it's I don't it's blame you for watching it. And yeah. I
1: still got to watch WandaVision, too. So I got a, I got a long list of stuff to do, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta watch last week. Um, uh, uh, I haven't seen last week yet, so I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get back on. It's just now getting in, interesting now. Okay.
1: It, yeah, that, it, you it's was telling there. me that. Yeah, you was telling me that. You, yes, you said it, it, it picked up. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna start off and, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and get to watching it, man. Cause, um, my wife was saying the same thing. She was like, the first two episodes, I didn't get it. She was like, but. <laughs> that third or fourth one, it, it started to get good. I'm like, okay then, and she she's one of them people, man. Like, we we don't agree a lot on like stuff to watch. Like our 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 viewing taste is totally different. But every now and then, like she picks some ones, man, and I be like, she got me hooked to um, what's the one with uh with red uh, oh man, what's that show? With the with the uh, the dude that uh, the one that the international criminal red,
0: uh,
1: and they they thought the girl that was with the FBI was his daughter,
0: FBI daughter, uh, not ringing no bells. I'm
1: not I sure. I, I gotta find it because she, man, listen, she put me onto this show, um.
0: and now, like man i'm dealing with the same thing like like me and my girl we don't have a lot of the same view and taste as well um i mean i put her on to some stuff that she liked and then also some stuff but she thinks most of the time she's she's like the stuff you watch is dumb like she
1: <laughs> you yeah, <she'll> that, like <laughs> that's, that's my wife that's my wife
0: yeah so she 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 mostly think a lot of the on watching this crazy, like when I was watching Lovecraft Country, she was like, Yo, like, what is this? She was like, You watch the dumbest stuff because all she sees is like monsters and magic, and yeah. she's like, Man, yeah. what is this? But like, yeah. she caught it in the middle, though, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I had already watched like five or six episodes. Right, so she just like was just sitting beside me, like while I was watching it, and she was like, "Man, what is this? This is dumb." And I was like, "Well, you, you catching it in the middle. You don't understand yeah. what's going."
1: It's on. it's definitely the ones you got to catch in the beginning, but uh, the show was Blacklist.
0: Oh, Blacklist. Okay.
1: Yeah, she got me hit the Blacklist, and I be, I was hooked on that. And then um, she uh she was watching um Bridgerton, the the English oh, show that Shonda did. Hey, listen. listen. She had already she had already watched it, and it, and if she didn't watch it, it would have never popped up on Netflix for me. So I had I had seen it, and I went back there. You know what I'm saying? Started over because I didn't I never seen it. Man, that show was great.
0: I don't like it. You we didn't actually like st- we actually started it together. Um, and we seen like the first three episodes. And and she was like, 'Cause she said some people came up to her and told her about it.
1: Yeah.
0: And so she was like, Let me see what the fuss is about. And like we got through the first episode and I got an alert. She posted something on Facebook and she was like watching this Bridgeton and she was like, I don't see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> and I, man, I mean, we watching it and I'm like, nah, I'm like, man. It was
1: man, listen, it was that was a very interesting show. I thought it was good. That's the that's probably the first. Shonda Rhimes show that I actually watched and, and enjoyed.
0: What? You ain't like uh Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes did um I
1: thought I thought Grey's How anatomy to Get Away with Murder. Boring. I thought uh I thought that was boring as hell. I didn't I didn't enjoy how to get away with murder. Um, I love how to get away with murder. I thought murder. Scandal was trash. I could I don't I don't see what the hype about Scandal was. And Grey's anatomy to me was super trash.
0: Okay, I know ne- yeah, I never got into Grey's Anatomy or scandal, but how to go ahead, get yeah. away with murder, like dude, it was appointment TV for me. Like Come every on, Thursday, man. I was I was sitting I around. Seen it. I seen the first
1: episode it. and I was like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, that's what I'm like with Bridgeton. I feel
1: yo, I feel
0: you. Yo, man, we got uh it, it's funny how this fell. Um, you know, for the people because we just did F Gary Gray. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate your episode on that guy the legend. And it was so crazy because like when we did the list, like because cause we had a list from like I don't know what November, end of November, and we were just cruising. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We had we had like two movies a week and we were just cruising for a while. And it was like, all yep. right, now we gotta come up with some more shit because the list got low. <laughs> and it, and this shit just happened to fall. Like we just trying to think of some shit, and boom, F. Gary Gray. And right after it, man, we're doing uh law abiding citizen. Like, man, this movie is like well, since you put it in the um what did what did you call it? impact? Yeah. You describe it for us because cause you put it in the impact list.
1: Oh yeah, man. Um, I thought that it was um for me, like I know a lot of people say murder mystery, but for me this is more so a suspense thriller. Um it had a lot of different elements in this movie from um mystery, um yeah, murder mystery, uh had a lot of drama in it, had a few action scenes in it. Um but for me it was it was more so a suspense thriller only because of the plot of the movie. But um, if you guys don't, if you guys haven't seen Law Abiding Citizen or you don't remember Law Abiding the Citizen, um, it's starring Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. And it's about a man who um, gets attacked during a home invasion and kill his wife and his daughter. And he's going to court every day with this lawyer. And basically, the lawyer settles out of court to get one of the guys locked up. And then the other guy is basically getting a death penalty. Um, but the man wanted both of them to get the death penalty. And, of course, you know, it don't work that way. The system didn't work in his favor. So he decided to take his actions um, – take actions into his own hands and get um, his, with whatever justice he deemed that was self-serving. And it takes you from there onto a ride like no other. Um, Gerard Butler is – slow he slowly becomes the antagonist in this movie um he he's doing things that nobody would ever think to do <laughs> in the um uh, in the wake <laughs> of trying to get justice but it we find out that he was basically like this military special ops guy who um you know who who basically nobody knew anything about. And he basically is doing everything in his power to bring down the system um and God damn it, he did a hell of a job doing it,
0: yeah, like man, when you had did the uh the coming soon part, you were saying that it's a lot to talk about when it comes to the system, yeah. And Mm -hmm. like it's crazy how the system worked and the deals that prosecutors would take with certain people. Because the thing is, he was upset because he was like, "Yo, the Darby dude that that cut the deal was the one who really did the most. Like Mm -hmm. the other guy didn't even really, you know what I'm saying? Like he basically he he
1: basically ratted him out.
0: But that, but like he he was like the the timid one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he was like kind of uneasy about doing it. But, like, the main guy, Darby, was like, he was in it. Like, he wanted to rape the woman. Because he was yeah, damn near by the yeah. raper. And then he saw the little girl come out. So he was the one who made, mainly did everything. But y'all cut the deal with him to give mm-hmm. the other guy the death penalty and let him lose. Because he was just basically the first one to cut a deal. Yep. So, <clears throat> you know, the system is really crazy that way. And, like, what he did was, he was like, he wanted to I think his whole thing was, and, and, and I believe him, if, if Nick would have went in there and fought to get both of those guys the death penalty and lost, because he even said it, he was like, dude, if you would have, he said, you could have walked out the courtroom with your head held hot, and I would have yep. been fine with those results if you would have lost fair and square. He was pissed because he was like, yo, like, you didn't even attempt to even do this case. So he did what what some people think about doing but would never do. <laughs> like he yeah. he completely like he completely took the law into his own hand. Took 5 years to plan this shit. Like down to a T, like he planned it down to a T as in buying a building directly beside the damn prison that he knew he was going to go to, digging yeah. tunnels all this shit. So he did it very calculated, but I do think that if if Nick would have at least fought the case and lost but the thing about being a prosecutor, it's all about that eviction rate. Not evict. Mm-hmm. but, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's all they care about yeah. is the numbers. And it's like when you do a job that's number-based, you know what I'm saying? Some people are going to look at you a certain way. That's the thing about Kamala Harris. Like, a lot of people are mad at her because she was a prosecutor. Like, what else do you expect out of her? Like, that's what her job or her job was to prosecute people at a high rate. Like, that's what prosecutors do. So that's what Nick was doing. And he, but he, this is the only part that pissed me off about it. And I understood why he was mad. The dude wanted to shake his hand in the courtroom. Nick didn't do it. But when it went outside, he went to shake his hand again and he actually mm-hmm. did it that was a mistake.
1: See that was I, a mistake. Don't, I don't think that I don't think that's where the mistake was, right? I think that like you said man that conviction rate is is really there the bread and butter, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that in a in a job like that or in the job that they have to basically serve the people uh, justice by any means necessary. Um, I think that once it gets to, you know, cutting deals and trying to make sure they got a high conviction rate and stuff like that, then it starts to get kind of polluted. You know what I'm saying? It it starts to get a little bit mucky and grimy. I kind of, you know, I kind of felt them on on this through this whole movie. Like, for me, I know, like, like I said, Gerard Butler kind of turned into the antagonist at the end. But if you look at what he had to go through, you know, he had, he watched his family literally be, you know, slaughtered in front of him. Um, then on top of that, you know, you're dealing with this this lawyer who he kind of cares but really doesn't. He just really wants to win. And, you know, he's not really taking what you got to say, you know, seriously. You know, he he's not really caring about how you feel about everything that's going on. And yeah, you know, you got the you got one guy um and you got him the death penalty, but at the same time, you know, it's another guy who's gonna do a couple years and then he's gonna be out soon. So I think, you know, with that, it's like what 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 would you do, you know, if, if you knew that this is gonna happen? You know, what What would you do in this scenario? And I think that he was just – he just so happened to be, you know, this ex-special ops guy who could do all of all of the, you know, shit that he did. And, you know, when you seen that, like, to me the disrespect was in the courtroom, you know, and the disrespect was when he's talking to him and trying to get him to, you know what I'm saying, get trying to get him to understand, you know what I'm saying, what he's going through. And it's just like, yeah, if I like you said, if he fights both of them and loses, you know, then what? But I mean, I would I would rather him fight for both of them to get the death penalty and take that loss compared to him just trying to get somebody, he gets the wrong guy. And now, you know, the dude that did it only got to do 10, 15 years and he back out on the streets. You know, or yeah. you know, getting out earlier than that because of maybe I don't know, good behavior. Who knows? But I think that this this movie really kind of showed just uh uh one of the you know one of the many flaws of the justice system.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a huge one, man. Because it's just like that's just like we see it all the time, man. Um, first forty eight, yep. it'd be some people that commit a crime together, and just one dude decided to rat it on the other one, mm-hmm. and like the, the you know, and they just they're cutting deals with people who don't really deserve them. And, like, Darby yep. was the guy who did not deserve it. And then it's, like, when when he ended up – because, like, dude, think about it. He didn't even do 10 because it took – it was – they did it five years later. And the mm-hmm. dude had – um, you know, was getting executed. And the other dude was already out. Yep. So it's, like, I thought that that was – like, to get to the stuff, like, let's get to the shit. This dude was able to get a shipment that was going to a prison. Switch the numbers around to it. Go to his house. He switches the stuff out and he sends that in. And so, because he was getting lethal injection and it's supposed to be a quiet death, you know what I'm saying? Three different things, boom, you're out of here. This dude started bleeding through the chest, shaking. Oh man, goddamn! Like, dude, it was nuts. And and that was that's when we seen the cameo from uh from F. Gary Gray, because mm-hmm. like when they was outside, you know, he had brought up you know what I'm saying, the uh the packaging of the stuff that mm-hmm. had came in. And like to give him that horrible death the way that he did, call Darby on the phone, like, yo, the police are coming for you. Cause he set it up to where it seemed like Darby was the one who did it. know yep. So and then he has him on the phone, directing him how to get to him, and boy, he gets him in the car, and then he gets him, give him the, like, the, the uh, the uh when he got the gun, they pulled the trigger, it popped out, and it paralyzed him, and he chopped him up into pieces, and took big, oh, dude, man, oh,
1: man no. this, Did, then he raised it, then he raised his heart rate, so he could feel that shit even more, oh my God, oh, oh, man. oh man, that shit was crazy, that shit was crazy,
0: it was crazy, but you know what I'm saying? But you don't feel bad for him, though. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, you yeah. kind of it's it's kind of weird because, like, this is one of those type of movies where it's like, yo, like, what you're doing because because Nick made a good point. He was like, is this how you want to, you know what I'm saying, revenge your, your wife and daughter? Like, you want to use your wife and daughter's name to do what you're doing. True. But at the same time, it's like, you're kind of rooting for the guy because it's like, yo, man, this was bullshit, man. Like, like they kind of yeah. deserved that shit, but then at the same time, when he started taking out people that was involved with the case, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's when it no, got kind of wild. No,
1: that's no, that's when I that's when I got hyped because I was like, okay, now this motherfucker is really making the change. Fuck voting. This is this is who we need out here in the <laughs> street. Listen, listen, man. This motherfucker was cold as ice, man. Like the 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 crazy part was was when they was trying to figure out who was doing all this shit, and then he gave himself up, right? So the whole time he's sitting in there with Nick and him and Nick talking and everything, and you know he like, yo, you know, he was like, so you the one who did all this? He was like, you the one who killed these two motherfuckers? And he like, yeah, you know, I, I avenged my family's death. And he like, well you going down. And he told that motherfucker instantly, he said, hey, I won't walk out if I was you. He was like, you need to sit down. He was like, you wouldn't like to make a deal with murderers, don't you? And he was like, yo, that nigga, Nick was like, motherfucker, what you mean? <laughs> hey, man, listen. From from everything he did, from from kidnapping, what was that? Who did he kidnap? The DA or something like that?
0: Uh, No, the lawyer. He was Darby's lawyer.
1: Darby, he kidnapped Darby's lawyer, had him had him uh buried somewhere by the by the bridge, and then he had the, the uh the the cars blow up around uh Nick and old boy. Then he had the um what what else happened? He had the, the automatic sniper rifle. I'm like, yo, like this dude was was like he was like Saul 2.0. This nigga was amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. Like stuff he was doing, bro, like that made you. I, I don't know if it was, you know, for everybody, but that kind of made you feel good about, you know, somebody actually doing something after some, you know, saying really getting to some real justice. Because it's like, come on, man, they killed this man's family, you know, for for this dude to only get five years, even if he was, even if the other dude did it and he was an accomplice, regardless, you you got to either give him more time than that or you got to put him down too, man. It's like. You know what I'm saying? To me, I felt like you felt bad for Clyde. Like, Clyde was really trying to basically just, you know, get that get that revenge. Like, he lost his family, man. Like, and then he's seen it happen. So it wasn't like, you know, it was just, you know, some guy ran into him in a car accident or something. No, this was like a home invasion, and they really intruded on this dude's piece. So it was like, hey, I don't – what else did he have to live for? What else did he have to, you know, like, he didn't have
0: nothing else at that point. So, you know, he did what he had to do. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he was, you know, he told Nick about, you know, about making the deals. And he was like, you know what I'm saying? I want one of those really nice beds and all this type of shit. He was like, you give Mm -hmm. my confession. And Nick was like, man, fuck y'all make deals with murderers. And then he go out there, everybody like, yo, what you doing? He's like, man, what you mean what I'm doing? They're like, dude, you don't have nothing on him. Like, you need his confession. So then they bring this dude, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a typopedic, you know am saying, up, up in the prison. Damn dudes in jail, they mad, they hot. And Yo, then they ended up. Wait a
1: minute. Time out. It, I, I, I forget if this is the same movie. But didn't he kill his cellmate with the T-Bone State? Yeah, I was getting there. I was getting there. Oh, that. my God.
0: That's when he, that's when, he um, when when um uh, when they when they seen that the lawyer guy was missing. And so they had, um, he was like, I want, he's like, if you want to know where your is, I want a, a steak dinner from this place. He was like, they cater. He was like, I want some asparagus. Nah, nah, nah. All this type stuff. And I want some music. So man, they ended I up bringing that I in. I thought
1: it was a Gucci moment. I thought him and his celly was about to be buddies, man.
0: Man, listen, he had, and then he told them, yo, it has to be here five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then the warden, he want to be, you know what I'm saying? See, that's the thing, man. He let ego take over. He let ego yeah. take over. He told them, because they was going to be on time. He was like, check it again. He don't know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? All this type of shit. And that time, because I think that once he got his food, it was like 5.07 or 5.09 yeah. or some shit. So he's like, yo, he started telling them the longitude and latitude of where he was. And then they found out that the, the, the oxygen if they would have got the food there on time, they would have saved
1: been, him. Yep, they got him.
0: And then so he stabs his cellmate, and you like, why would he do that? It's like you just gave a man some food. You split the T-bone and half. Yeah, that's like, what I'm man. saying. He,
1: he gave him the T-bone. I'm like, damn, man, that's, that's what's up. Like,
0: he looked, Oh, that, my God, what the hell? I was like, what the fuck is going on? Hey, he gave him his
1: last supper, man. Oh, man, that was crazy. That was crazy. The way he did it was so raw, though, man. I was like, yo, that shit is
0: wild. And then, like I said, and then when he talked to the one guy in the hallway that kind of worked with him, but didn't work with him, and he was just like, yo, this dude, everything he does is calculated down to the Mm -hmm. T. He was like, he was like, if he's in jail, he's in jail because he wants to be there. You know what I'm saying? And so then, like, you start to think, like, he killed the cellmate for a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then once you start to see, and then the crazy part I love when when um when uh this was after he told everybody that he was gonna kill them if they didn't do something by six o'clock.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: and they're like, Oh man, you know, he ain't no they were like, Man, we ain't dealing with God. They was like he's you know, he's just a smart guy, we got this stuff figured out. And so, cause they all stayed like at the prison like all together, so they will mm-hmm. all be together. And then, like I said, <laughs> Clyde knew they was gonna do that. All mm-hmm. he had to do was go out in the one parking lot, and put a bomb in everybody's car, cause they're, all they all their cars are in the same place. And then, yeah. like, so blew all that shit up. So then they go see Barbara Davis, and she was like, "Wait a minute, let me get this straight. <laughs> so y'all telling me?" The guy is killing all these people. We got him in custody, and they was like, "Oh, but he got to have somebody on the outside, you know." And it was just like, because like throughout the movie, like you still don't know, like
1: how yeah, in the fucking is Yeah, yeah,
0: and like it, it was a very like genius idea mm-hmm. of like you know, what I'm saying the person that um uh, uh it's say uh Kurt Reamer was the writer. And it was like, it was a very, very like smart idea, man, to do it this way. Because, you know, you really don't find out till like the last, I don't know, last 25 minutes of the movie, like what's really going on. And it's like Nick had to because the one thing was his 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 one ace boon coon, Sarah, like she was working on like they knew these properties is going to be the answer. Like we have to figure out like because it was like 10 properties or something that um, that they couldn't figure out like where they were. So her, her her boyfriend had ended up sending him an email about the last thing that she was working on. And so they figured it out. And then he seen that one of the properties that he bought was right beside the prison. They break yep. in. Move this car and this motherfucker got a whole tunnel, got lights in it. This mother got ammo for for years. Everything. He got damn different outfits. This motherfucker working as a janitor. I'm
1: telling you, bro, I'm telling you, he was so cold with it, man. Like everything that he was doing was just like, I don't know. It was like some James Bond shit, man. Like the way he was, the way he was maneuvering in and out of this prison. Like, cause that's the crazy part. When you find out that he's literally going from the prison to freedom back to prison, back to freedom, <laughs> doing, setting up all of this shit and no, and they don't have not one clue. Like they don't have not one inkling of what this is doing. And it's like the, the, the brilliance of Gerard Butler off Rick, it just shows you how great of an actor he was. Jamie Foxx did a hell of a job. Salute to uh, Regina Hall. She was in the movie. I think she was Jamie Foxx's wife in the movie. Um, Viola Davis, she was in there, too. But this movie, man, this just it, it lets you know just how well this movie connected to us as a people, right? Because if anybody could feel this movie, we could feel this movie. We know what it's like to, you know, be on the other side instead of being, you know, the guy who uh was supposed to get the justice, you know what I'm saying? We, we know how it feels to have the injustice. We know how it feels to every time, you know, you go to the court, it's an L every time, you know, we fighting for something, we end up taking the L in the courtroom and we end up, you know what I'm saying? Getting fucked over by the district attorneys and lawyers and stuff like that. But, um, this movie won, uh, best movie in 2010 for the BT awards. Jamie Foxx won best actor in that same year. Um, for the BET Award. Um, let me see. Jamie Foxx won the Image Award from the uh, NAACP uh, 2010. And then F. Gary Gray won for the directing of a motion picture um, in the same NAACP Image Award. So it, it just goes to show you who connected with this movie and how they felt about this movie. And it just, you know, it, 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 like I said, this movie was a reflection of our justice system. You know, it's not every case. It's not all the time. But there's a lot of cases out there. There's a lot of situations out there where people have been fucked over by, you know what I'm saying, this country and this justice system. And it just, you know, it, it was a extreme exaggeration of what somebody could do if they were in those shoes or if they were in that position. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that this movie kind of gave you um, a glimpse as to what could possibly happen if you know the justice system doesn't end up getting it right,
0: and I love mm-hmm. how they flipped it, and this is what I yeah. mean by how they flipped it. What I mean by flipped it Dr Butler was white, yep, the two people who broke into his house with the home invasion both were white, yep. <clears throat> The prosecutor is black. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they flipped it. The black guy's yeah. not the criminal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like they, they flipped it. And I think that it I think that made it more relatable because for number one, there's not a lot of situations where you see him black people Like not that oh, yeah. I think that they could yeah. they, they could plan that shit or at least yeah. they could just at least think about it, but they yeah. wouldn't really have the gall to go through with it because ain't, at the ain't end no of way the a
1: black dude is getting in and out of jail like that. No, Jimmy ain't coming back. He's not going
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we black. Like, we already had this bitch. Yeah,
1: he already. He's not going back.
0: I got all these different identities. I can just. Judge
1: him. <laughs> I got out of here. Dude. He going. To, he going to kill them two people and them two people only. Once he killed them two people, it's over with. He not. That that would have been a fifteen minute movie.
0: Yeah, that would have been like, man, I got the two people I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but the thing is, like when, like, when they were sitting there, when they were doing the 6 o'clock thing, and mm-hmm. um, Nick and Sarah were sitting there talking, and Sarah was like, do you think we did the wrong thing? And Nick had to say what he said. Like, you never second-guess the decisions that you made, no matter what happens in the future. But at the same time, I, I think that he kind of felt that way, but he just couldn't—he couldn't say it to her. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, you—you you can't admit that you made him that kind of mistake. But I think that he did regret the fact of, like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have gave Darby that deal. Mm-hmm. But nobody in their right mind thinks <laughs> a dude that they thought was just—you know—I mean, that they didn't know what. Clyde's history was. You know, they just exactly. thought was, exactly. they, they thought he was just a father, you know what I'm saying? Married and you know, just living the American dream. But mm-hmm. this dude just happened to be an ex fucking <laughs> James Bunn slash damn terminate exactly. commando about this bitch. He was commando, mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he was Rambo. <laughs> yeah, like <right. coughs>
1: he was like it he, was wild. Was like a new age Rambo.
0: Yeah, and 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 it really it really it really makes you look at the, the system. But I like how uh, how they flipped it towards the end because it was like once they figured out like so this dude is crawling back into prison. So they looking at his stuff, they figure out his schedule of oh, where well, he's at the the one place, and they was having this huge meeting because like this was the last thing. Okay. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute wait. Before we get there, I got to mention this. How did we forget this shit? So we'll, we'll revisit that. So he's in the courtroom for his first hearing. yeah. And so he's like, he's representing himself. And so Nick say his closing arguments. So Clyde get up. He starts saying all of this and, you know, for the section, this, 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 and I'm a law-abiding yeah. citizen and nah, 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 all this type of shit. And so they asked Nick, "Did he really have any, you know, credible evidence of not giving him, you know, bail?" And and then they're like, "No." He was like, "I caution you, lawyer, I'm um, judge not to do it." So she was like, "All right, bail is set at such and such," and then he was just like, "You fucking dumbass!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Like the first time I seen it, I'm like, "Like what?" He was like, I just say about the smart boat.
1: Listen, that's that's what once, once again, man, that that's another, you know, that's just another uh example of the flaws of the system. You know, when <clears throat> when he's able to go in there, say everything that he says, and there's no evidence connecting to it or anything like that, it, it's just like well. I mean, ain't no real reason to hold him into custody. We we can't really prove that he did it. It's like, bro, sometimes it's not about proving that he, you know what I'm saying, proving that he can do it. Sometimes it's like, dude, this guy right here, this is the guy. We we know something ain't right. It, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that energy, man, you just know. And it's like, I understand, you know, you you have to have proof beyond reasonable doubt and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, man, you know, if. Say that, say we go back to the, you know, say we switch the roles and now, you know, instead of Gerard Butler, it's, it's, it's Jamie Foxx playing that role. Ain't no Bell gonna be, ain't no Bell. He going back. He's gonna be held in yeah. contempt until they can find something that's going on. He's gonna be innocent. I mean, he was innocent until proven guilty. If, if Jamie Foxx is in that role, he's gonna be proven guilty. I mean, he's gonna be uh, guilty until proven innocent.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was just so crazy. Like, man, he called the judge a bitch and everything. He was just like, he was like, I killed, he said, he said, I killed two people and you were gonna put me right back out on the street. And it was like, and it was so crazy, dude, especially the first time I seen that shit. I was like, yo, this, wow, yo. But I had to mention that part because that part was very, it was a very uh, important part of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Because he could have been out on bail right there, but he wanted it to be a situation because he knew the only way he could kill all of them is them they let their guard down because they're like, well, he's locked up. there's nothing that he could do because yeah. he's locked up. but uh, to get back yeah. to it <clears throat> like when they figured out that he was sneaking back into prison, they figured out where he was, and they was having this big meeting on like because Paul Davis was like, yo take the gloves off. We got to figure out a way to get this guy out of here because somehow yeah. he's killing people while he's locked up. So she's thinking about breaking the rules, and he knew all, all those people people was going to be in that place at that time. So he put that bomb together, and so then Jamie Fox and and his uh, partner guy figured out like what was going on and all of this type stuff, and he was like, "We can't call it in because Clyde is going to know, and he's just going to yes. blow it, you know, before they can even make a move." So he comes up with the idea of taking. The bomb that Clyde put in that federal building and put it in his jail cell and he was just going to stand there and wait on him to get back. And the look on Clyde's face when he seen Nick in the cell, yo, they did a phenomenal acting job, yo. Like, he literally looked, he like really looked surprised that Nick was in there. And so he was like, I never seen nobody crawl back in the prison. And so then he was like, "Uh, Clyde He was like, the decision that you made from here on out, it's like you need to think about it because whatever you do, like, it's going to cost you type of thing. And Clyde's like, nah, fuck it. Like, this is the last step. You know, this is the last thing that I got to do. I got to bring the whole system down. And the best way to bring the system down is everyone that was involved in this case, everybody has to go. And Clyde looked at it like, what I'm doing today is going to, change law forever like that's the way he looked at it you know it was kind of it was kind of like it was kind of like killmonger in a way Yep. like his idea was a great idea but he just went about it the wrong way
1: yep
0: and i think that's yeah and like that is now his execution was great on how he was doing it but to change the system but the thing is you can't change the american system because it was written the way that it's written Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying to I don't want to call it the whole black people down because in this situation it was a white guy. But like it it was is it that is I don't think even if he would have took everybody out, even if the plan would have went according to the way he wanted it, I don't think that it would have changed the way that they still offer deals to certain people. Because I agree.
1: I agree.
0: Yeah, and so you know, he said, "No, I'm calling this phone, and that's gonna be what it is." And what ended up happening, <laughs> Nick took off running, shut that door, and the other guy locked it from the out from the um from the um from his little sneak out place. Mm-hmm. And he looked under the bed, and the bomb was under there. He was like, he he smiled, and he was like, "That was clever. You <laughs> got me. That was the yeah. you got me moment." And, yeah. you know, he, he just stood there and, and got blown the fuck away. But my thing is, if I'm the warden, but I don't even think they told the warden, but I'm mad. Like, yo, you blew up a whole fucking cell block.
1: The warden was already, he couldn't say shit. He was already on thin ice. If it wasn't for him, somebody would be alive. So he, he don't got nothing to say. He need to sit his ass down somewhere. He done made enough decisions <laughs> in this movie. Okay. Lord, I he done fucked up. But I mean, you know, for me, man, you know, I, I keep harping on it, man. But it's once again, I go back to it, man. This, this movie really shows, um, this really, this movie really shows the flaws in our justice system and, and how, you know, unfair it can be to its citizens at some time. Um, and and I think that you know the the violence aside, right? It just I think that this really just shows how you know selfish and um insensitive and um I don't even know if this is a word, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Hopefully that's a word, but um <laughs> or or the lack of empathy, um and apathy that you know that These lawyers and these district attorneys and prosecutors and the people who are part of the justice justice system have, you know, it's like, you know, we got we got people that's locked up for doing, you know, nonviolent crimes, you know, like having a sack of weed and they doing twenty to thirty years, you know, and uh, the one kid from Duke raped a girl and he only got six months, and it's like what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where does the, where does, where does, where's the line drawn at? You know, where, where is justice really being served? And I feel like, you know, in this movie, this just kind of gave us a glimpse of just how easy it is, you know, for some, you know, especially with the scene that when when he uh, represented himself, it just shows you how easy it is to go over some of these people's heads. Like, the fact that he sat there and said everything that he said and the judge wasn't even you know able to comprehend or even understand what was going on to where she was really about to let this guy free on the streets no she did <laughs> like she did.
0: she you did
1: if he if he would have never said anything after that he would have been walking free going back to doing what he was doing if it wasn't for his plan he could have literally got away with murder and that's no pun intended because yep. Viola Davis is in this movie. But he really could have got away with murder, man. And it's just like, I mean, it it just amazes me to see just how easy it is to, to do certain things in this country, to go above people's heads in a certain way. Like, you know, the, the fact that all of this is happening and all he wants this dude to do is, you know, say, understand how he's feeling and understand where he's coming from when he says like bro I want you to take both of these guys and I want you to I want you to do away with them. I want you to either get them life in jail or I want you to kill them. That's all I'm asking from you. And he's not and, and this is supposed to be his client. This is who he's representing and he's not even taking into consideration where this man is coming from or what this man has went through and it's like I understand that sometimes, you know, you can't let emotions get into it, but it's like, as a lawyer, man, how do you not, you know, how do you not connect with, you know what I'm saying, your clients? How do you not, you know, try to even at least put yourself in their shoes when you're representing them? And how do you not understand their emotions and their feelings when you're in these situations? Because it's like these people had, this man really went through a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants he wants justice to the utmost extent of the law. And it's like, you know, here here comes this, you know, high total lawyer. And it's like all he wants to do is is get one of them in jail, get the other one a death penalty. That way he can go to the next one and, and they can put him on it because he has a quote unquote good record. And it's like it it's it's just it's, it's showing you everything you need to see about what's wrong with our justice system.
0: Dude, you one hundred percent right, and it's it's one of the, it's one of those things where it's like I guarantee you, like I mean I know it's a fictional person, but like yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that like after that Nick really took an account of like I'm I'm not going to especially be put in a situation like this ever again, to where it's like yo I'm not going to give a murderer a deal. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not right to the family. And see, in this case, like the family was gone. Like it it was just, it was just Clyde. Clyde was the only one left. And I think that he really thought twice. Like, like I said, he told Sarah in the movie, like you can't second guess what you're doing. But I think that he was second guessing what he was doing. But he was in training mode because he was training her. To be like what he is like she like that was like her next step was to basically like have her own cases and start working under Nick and become something, you know, similar to a a prosecutor that's taking her own cases. And he had to say what he what he said to her. But I think that he really became a different person, even though, you know, as a father, you know, um, they was working on something and he couldn't make it to his daughter recital. And even the daughter was like, "No, I know, Dad, you have to work." And you know, because him and and Regina Hall was kind of going at it because he wasn't going to make the recital. And that's another thing: don't take your kids for granted. Like, work is important, all that type stuff. But even though she understood, she still wanted him there. You know what I'm saying? But and and then like right after he fucking blows Clyde away he goes to the recital, So, you know, I I think it really changed Nick as a person. It's like, yo, yeah, my job is serious. Yeah, I got to work. I'm not going to cut deals with killers, and I'm going to pay attention to my family. You know what I'm saying? So, I thought that was uh, a good way to to end the movie.
1: Yeah, I I agree, man. But, I mean, just, like, how how jacked up is that that Somebody can do something as heinous as Darby did, man, and basically cut a deal to damn near get away scot free. You know what yep. I mean? Like, like Dude was, I mean, he 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 was doing the most when when he broke in that house. I mean, first off, yep. he hit the man in the face with a baseball bat. And it wasn't like a it wasn't like a new bat. It was like one of them old school Louisville sluggers.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm
1: saying like <clears throat> them motherfuckers them motherfuckers is made for, for you know taking a beating so to get hit in the oh, face of yeah. one of them you know all you're doing is opening the door to get hit in the face of one of them is <laughs> like, that's this, this is also my thing though once again like I said if the roles were split man I don't think this this would have been like I said a short film Like, first off, a black dude would have looked in the peephole. Who there? Who is it? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been no, you know, ain't nobody just popping up at our house at 10 o'clock at night or or 8 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? We just got done eating dinner. We kicking it. And then, you know, somebody just knock on the door without calling. I'm not answering that door. Who is it? What do you want? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I need to see who's on the other side of this door. So that that movie probably would have never even happened to begin with, but I mean, it's just man. First, first off, I want to give kudos to Gerard Butler. Um, I don't think he gets his flowers enough. You know what I'm saying? From from him doing a hell of a job in 300, um, from him doing a hell of a job in Law Abiding Citizen, and then you know he's taking some some more lesser roles, and uh, I forgot what the movie was. He had uh he was the the bounty hunter. I think it was called the bounty hunter. It was Him called the bounty hunter. hunter. Yeah. Him he, and, uh, Jennifer Stanton, hunter.
0: that shit was hilarious. He
1: did a great he did a great job just being comical. So I mean dude, like, he he has range, bro.
0: Dude, don't forget about the ugly truth too. Yeah. That, I don't know if you ever seen that shit. I liked it, that shit. That shit was funny yeah. as fuck. How he was like the truth teller on fucking love, like man and shit. And then he was then, giving Captain Heigl the damn uh the shit that got her a man. Like that man. shit was hilarious, but cause, like he I would mean, say, like, I bet you do doing- I'm trying to see.
1: He's been in some he's been in some great movies, bro. Like um London That's Fallen. Uh what else was he in? Uh, Olympus has fallen. Those are some pretty cool action movies. Um He did voiceover work for How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, he was in Gamer. Gamer was a good movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Rock and Roller, one of my favorite movies. Um, I love the, the the European gangster movies. Um, let me see. What else? What else? What else? He was in Tomb Raider. Not that wasn't as good of a movie as I thought it was gonna be, but it was all right. Um, Dracula 200, he was Dracula. I don't know if anybody uh seen Dracula two, uh, 2000. I'm sorry, I said 200 2000. Dracula 2000 was um a good, good movie. It was uh, I'm trying to see who directed this one. I think Wes Craven, no. It was based off of the Wes Craven Dracula. But Wes Craven presented this one, but um the director was Patrick Lucier. But it was based off of the original uh Dracula that Wes Craven did. They just basically redid it. And that was that was a good one. I think he did a hell of a job on that being Dracula. But I mean it just goes to show you, man, like he did a hell of a job. He was even the um he was even in a double oh seven. So
0: you know, he he's been he's been doing his thing, man. That's what's up, man. And then like, you know, real short, you know, we just did an appreciation episode, man. Like F. Gary Gray did a great phenomenal job um yeah. being a director of this yeah, movie. Did. Um, like it, it, it's 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 a it's one of those gems that... it 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 was they got a fifty million dollar budget. They ended up grossing, if I'm not mistaken, I think they mm-hmm. grossed 23 million. Um, so it wasn't no failure, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I mean, the movie, the movie, the movie did well. Yeah. Um, it, it did well. They ended up profiting 23 million off of it. So, um, Edgar Gray, man, he he did he did a phenomenal job, man. And, and like I said last episode, it just yeah. it's one of those things where it's like it's not a lot of it's not a lot of movies, but he he really ain't got no misses. He definitely did not miss with this a fact.
1: And the and the best thing about this movie is it's almost two hours long, and it don't feel like it. It it don't feel like it at all.
0: Yeah, that yeah, you're right. It don't it's, feel it, like
1: it. It keeps you. It keeps your attention every minute of the movie. There's nothing. It's, it's like it's it's almost one of those movies. Like if you're not paying attention, you'll miss something, and then you'll be lost. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that good. Like it's one of those movies that, you know, you can, it's it's definitely a good rewatchable, you know what I'm saying? You can definitely go back and rewatch it. Um, Jamie Foxx, he did a great job in this movie. I think that, you know, he, he kind of played that, um, he kind of played that good guy role, you know what I'm saying? To the best of his ability. He showed, he showed his skills in this movie too. Um, and, and it's really not surprising. I'm not really shocked that Jamie Foxx did what he did. I mean, he he showed us time and time again just how great he is as an actor. So, you know, he really just came in and did what Jamie Foxx does. So, you know, that was that was good to see. And it was, you know, it was a good um, it was a good contrast, you know, to see, you know, those two on screen together and those two kind of going at it. You know, that was that was interesting to see.
0: Oh, yeah for sure, for sure man it 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 was one of those ah man i you but you know what though, I do remember it had a ring to it when it came out, I do remember that yeah. i I don't think it was I don't think it was a movie that was necessarily slept on, I just think that it's one of those movies that like you said, the perfect word for it is very rewatchable, mm-hmm. like you see it on yeah. It's one of them things. No matter if it's, you know, it's an hour and five minutes in, you still like, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. it's still a lot more shit to watch. You know, what I'm saying, well, what was left? So, mm-hmm. for sure, man, for sure, one of those man gems.
1: And then if, so anybody remember? You got to remember too, man. This is this is right after Jamie Foxx came off of Dream Girls, right before he went into um, Django. So this is still, you know, this is still prime time Jamie Foxx. So yeah, when this movie comes out, it's you know people are going to see it because you know not just because of Gerard Butler, but also because of Jamie Foxx. Because you know the same year that Dreamgirls comes out, Three Hundred came out. So you putting two stars together in this movie at the same time. So yeah, this is this is definitely one of those ones that people were were looking forward to seeing. But um, it's fire flame time, man. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's get busy, man. Yoga, fire. Yoga, flame. All right, man. Fire, flame, time. I'm going to take this one first, man. Um, I think that the cast, you know what I'm saying, was, was great. Um, Gerard Butler, Jamie Foxx, like I said, did a great job. Leslie Bibb, um, she did a great job playing Sarah. Uh Regina Hall, she did she didn't have a lot of screen time, but you know, you can't never be mad seeing Regina Hall on screen. Um Viola Davis did a great job in this movie. Um the supporting cast was great as well. Um, let me see what is what is his name? What is his name? Um Christian Stoke, the guy who played Clarence Darby, he did a hell of a job. I think he he probably kind of uh kind of foreshadowed, I mean not foreshadowed, but overshadowed um Gerard Butler and, and Jamie Foxx in this one, just off of being the bad guy, just the, you know, that that starting bad guy, man. He he kind of made you hate him. You know, he made, <laughs> you, he made you feel that aggression. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's always great when an actor can make you feel any kind of emotion. So he did a great job. Every um, very Gray, man, they did a great job directing this and putting this together. Um, like I said, man, it wasn't... I don't think it was one minute where... I wasn't intrigued um yeah it was it was some action, it was some mystery uh you know, it was a little bit of everything in this movie, so for me, man, I'm gonna get it a forty five
0: <clears throat> okay, okay, um for me, uh you said everything I was gonna say there there's not a minute where you're not. You know, thinking what's the next move. It's not one minute where you know, like you're bored or you're looking at your phone. Like I think, I mean, I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I felt like this was something that had me zeroed in the whole time. Um, it's one of those situations where you're not really worried about your phone. Like even though I, because I rewatched it, um, they got it on, um, you go on Amazon Prime. They got it on the, the BET app. Yeah, and so I watched yeah. it like a week ago just to watch it and it was just like I just forgot just not forgot but you know it just reminded myself of how good this movie was. Um the two main characters was great. I think that um you know even the guy that played Jonas um you know Bruce McGill like you see you see him in stuff, you know what I'm saying? I think he did a great job. Yeah. Um Leslie Bibb like she did a great job playing Sarah Jenna Hall killed it playing Kelly. Um, honestly, man, it, it, you know I might throw you off with this one, man, but I, I think I'm gonna go ahead and give. I haven't done one in a while, man. I think I'm gonna give it a five fire flame, man. Um, I think I think this
1: is one Ooh. of those movies.
0: I think that's one is one of those movies that deserve it, man. Um I, I just I just honestly believe okay. that. I just honestly believe that you know the movies that I put at fives. I I think this movie can fit. I think it could fit in that group, man. And I think I'm gonna throw it in that five five playing group. You know, I don't, hey, I don't man, let a lot of them in there. I don't let a lot of them in ain't there.
1: With
0: it. I think I think if yeah, if I go,
1: I think it might be. That.
0: I think it might be five, maybe. It's not a lot of. I don't think I've done a lot of five yeah. five playing.
1: It's it's a handful. It's only a yeah. handful. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm I'm gonna give it to it, man. I'm, I'm gonna give it to it. Yeah, it's only half in
1: there, man. Woo, that's that's high praise, man. That's high praise. So, um, I gave it a four, as Foster gave it a five, man. Y'all go do y'all best to go check it out on y'all own. Um, you know, hit us back, tell us what you think, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? I know most of y'all probably don't already seen it, but it's like I said, it's a great one to rewatch. Um, it's one of those ones that, you know, you want to have a movie night. It's a good movie to have a a movie night to. Um, so, um, you know, let us know what y'all think, man. Um, up next, you know what I'm saying? Coming up next episode, it's going to be, uh, this one's for the lover in you. You know what I'm saying? We doing, (laughs) uh, we doing, uh, we doing a Valentine's Day special, man. We doing one for the people, man. Um. Very, very good movie, heartfelt movie. Um, love story, great cast. It's, it's gonna be a dope one. Uh, I enjoy watching this movie. I I don't know what else to say, man. I, I think the people are gonna really like this one,
0: man. Listen, love of my life, man. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like this. this... <laughs> This is gonna be this like you know, and I gotta yeah. I gotta give I gotta give props, man, to Candace, man. Um, she she actually gave me this idea. Um, you know, what I'm saying okay. like before we before we did that, um, before we did the episode on twenty eight minutes or less that everybody could check out. Um, she was just like, you know, it'd be a, a great you know, episode, if y'all did a, a Valentine's Day movie, you know, like some kind of romance yeah. for Valentine's Day. I was like, yo, that's a great idea. And so I yeah. uh, got the idea from her. I ran it by you. You know what I'm saying? You agreed. So I got a shout, shout out uh, Candace on that. But like, yeah, man, yeah, like th- man. this movie, this was one of those movies, man. It, like just a mixture of the things that's in. I can't say too much. I, I think I would have said something that really would have gave it away. But like, um, <laughs> the the way the way that they told this love story was awesome because yeah. it involved something that me and you love you know what I'm saying dearly yeah. you know what I'm saying, and like they found a way to do it, you know what I'm saying the way that they did it man and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a real treat man to to, to do something for uh Valentine's Day for the lovers out there so yeah. i think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a very great interesting episode man.
1: For sure, man. So, you know what I'm saying? We got something special for y'all. Hopefully, um, if, if you know, if schedules permit, you know what I'm saying, maybe Candice will be on here with us, you know what I'm saying, to talk about this one. Um, we'll try to work that out. We'll see. But um, salute to her, man. You know, if, if you guys are asking who's Candice, go check out the last 28 Minutes of Less podcast. Where's Doc Foster? She's on there. Um, great conversation. You know what I'm saying? They they talked about, you know what I'm saying, uh, a lot of different things. Mainly, you know what I'm saying, the focus was on Rhapsody, which I thought was super dope because you get to hear two people who enjoy hip hop, two people who enjoy artists. And you get to see, you know what I'm saying, the similarities of how they feel, you know, what I'm saying some differences on how they feel, too. It was just an overall great conversation. So go check that out. Um, but for sure, man, um, y'all check me out. On social media uh, On Twitter at Scoots Bronson You can check me out on Instagram Scoots Bronson underscore TV You can also check me out on YouTube If you're not watching this on YouTube um, At Scoots Bronson TV If you are watching this on YouTube Make sure you hit that subscribe button Make sure you hit that thumbs up uh, That like button and make sure uh, If you ever want to find out When we're going live you hit that notification Bell as well Make sure you leave us a comment too um, but you can always watch us live, you know what I'm saying? Get on here, enjoy yourself, talk with us, you know what I'm saying? We can bring your comments up, we could talk about whatever you you know what I'm saying, you guys want to talk about mid podcast. So I think that would be dope for y'all too. Um also, you know what I'm saying? if, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, make sure you subscribe. If not, if you want to watch this, you can always go to YouTube and rewatch uh, the broadcast. I'm sorry, the live stream. Or you can always catch us live every Tuesday and Friday around six six thirty. You know, what I'm saying we usually go live. So make sure y'all check that out. Um, and of course, man, never you know, what I'm saying, ever forget this. We got a group. Go to the VA Pod Watch Group on Facebook. Um, make sure you hit that request button so we can add you in. We're trying to get those numbers up, people, so we can start doing a lot more with the followers. Um, but if you need to find out anything about any of our podcasts, any information about any either one of us uh, outside of this podcast or if you just want more stuff about this podcast, you can always go there. That's our home base. That's where everything's going at. You can catch all the episodes, all the uh, links and everything else the VA podcast watch group on Facebook. Make sure you add yourself in there.
0: Yes, sir, man. Uh, Also uh, follow the stolen time podcast Mm -hmm. page on Facebook, stolen time pod on Instagram. Um, If you want to see the visuals of the 28 minutes or less podcast, you can go to the stolen time podcast network. Um, As far as the 28 minutes or less, it's on all major platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, you know, Google Play, whatever. Uh, also, the Stolen Time podcast on all major platforms. Uh, S. Foster, um, Instagram, and Twitter, same handle on each. And like you said, man, the VA um, podcast group, uh, watch group page, man. We're trying to build that up because if you join that, you know what I'm saying. And we, what we want to get is more fan interaction, man. We get some fan interactions, we can start putting some polls up. And people can start picking some of the movies that we do. We'll take the highest percentage, and or even take some different ideas of what people want to hear. So that'd be a different perspective of like taking a movie that a fan, you know, not just one fan. Hopefully, we can get, you know, I'm saying a group of fans that's like, yo, we want to do this, and maybe yeah. it's a movie that me and you necessarily don't want to do, but that's what they want to hear. So, you know, we get that yeah. built up. Y'all can start hearing some things that y'all want to hear.
1: That's for sure, man. Um, once again, man, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate yeah, we appreciate you guys for watching. We appreciate appreciate I can't talk, man. We appreciate <laughs> you guys for watching, and we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, thank you very much for all the support. Um, and like I said, man, you know, just keep hitting us up, keep letting us know what's going on. If you guys got any ideas, you know what I'm saying? Feel free to hit us up on social media. You can always go to the VA pod watch group, hit us up there as well. Um, Yeah, man, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap.
0: Cut.